This is the Scary Movie Clubcast. Live from the clubhouse, it's Scary Movie Clubcast. This is Nadine. This is Amanda. This is Mackenzie. This is Megan. And tonight we watched Bird Box. And I personally really, really like this movie. I would give it um, like 4.8 child leashes. I would do four child leashes. I liked it a lot. I think I would go like more like with Nadine, like 4.78 child leashes. Weird number. That is a very precise number, but whatever works as for you. as precise as you want to be. Yeah. Thank you, Nadine. Uh, I would say 4.5 child leashes. Tonight, we have another What's Your Sign? Murder edition. Um, <laughs> yep. Back at it again. Mm-hmm. Which also, <laughs> probably should tell you guys, we are vaguely considering phasing these out. We don't know if people like them or are interested or if it's just a weird combination of interests that only we have and that everyone else is like, just stop. <laughs> and so if you like it, voice your opinion because otherwise this probably may not happen in season four. So Manda and I have each selected a murderer mm. and we're gonna tell you about all about their birth chart and try to guess who it is. Amanda. So this person is a Sagittarius Sun. Of course they are. Yep, because they're crazy. Mm. So I would say. It's Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> we already did him. That's the joke. <laughs> so something that's not super char- not a super strong characteristic that he holds is he is not optimistic or particularly social. He's a depressed boy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Same. Um, especially growing up, I think he kind of turned that around a little bit. After he got locked up, but friends in jail. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. He's like, these are my people. <laughs> ah, found my tribe. He's only honest in the fact that he offhandedly admits to his crimes at one point in prison and doesn't really possess a burning desire for people to know the truth like most Sagittarians do. He but he is most definitely impulsive, which is most evident in his crimes and very ease and he is very easily provoked with the ability to act as if everything is fine after the moment has passed, which is classic Sag. As for the Sag's typical chatty nature, he would shut down and become really reserved when life became difficult. But from interviews, it does seem like he doesn't mind being open when he felt comfortable. Another very sad thing is that he hates being restricted. They only do things that they want to do, and like you can't make like they have to want to do it to do it. Can lead a sad to water. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he did enjoy prison. It was a good place for him, and so he doesn't really possess any of the good traits Sagittarius has. Very selfish and self-pitying. For his moon sign, he's a Cancer moon. And I would say the most cancer thing about him is that he always went to his family when he was in need. He had a really uh, tight-knit family from what I see, which seems kind of crazy because he was such a mess. The only thing that was really messed up about his family is he had a really bad stepdad who was the opposite of his actual father who was like super nice, super pious. He really looked up to him, but his father died when he was young. But he for sure does not possess any of the motherly characteristics of a cancer really none of the good cancer qualities at all there's noticing so, a trend yeah no, there are does so not have many good qualities <laughs> there are so many good cancer qualities too we know this because <laughs> <laughs> we see embodied in our that's right <laughs> but he did have some of the bad ones like 
emotional fluctuations and was prone to depression, which led to heavy drinking, which in turn led to bursts of violence when offended. And his rising sign is Virgo. His Virgo really came out when he was behind bars because he kept his cell really neat, but also definitely used some of the knowledge and skills that he had to make his prison life and community like a better place for him and I guess his fellow inmates. He put a lot of time and work into his body, but not in the way you would think. <gasps> I don't know what way do you think I'm thinking. Like, is this the guy, is it time to guess? Uh, yep, time to guess. Is this the guy who killed those people on that boat and then, um, became transgender in jail? He didn't kill anyone on a boat, but he did almost become transgendered in jail. Yeah, it was, uh, 1966 to be exact. Just one year? Just one year? Mm-hmm. So did he, how many people did he kill? Mm, like, Eight, maybe nine. Oh my gosh. Rampage. We're gonna know who it is. Or probably not. Um, You'd think we'd already know if we um, were gonna know. Yeah, I mean, to go obscure on us. You might know he was featured in a television show. Which television show? <laughs> might as well be Mind Hunter. Specific. Okay. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunter. Where did he do the crimes? Chicago. Was a merchant, a marine merchant in Chicago? On the Great Lakes. Oh. Hmm. Just odd. <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> I know, this whole thing sounds made up. <laughs> Stinks and tells you. <laughs> You've watched Mindhunter? I have. Have you watched it, McKenzie? I have, but I can't remember the main guy that they interview. I forgot his name. He's not a main guy. Oh, he's not a main guy. The main mm-hmm. guy they interview the most, I think, is probably Ed Kemper. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely Ed Kemper. Um, it ain't him. No, it's not him. <laughs> I've not seen Mindhunter in a long time. Um, I'm out. I don't know. Come on, Megan. You're our only hope. That is a sad statement. You ready to give up? Yeah. It was Richard Speck. Never heard of him. Seeing Mindhunter the book. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, were you assuming that I'd already read it? Mm-hmm. Nope. I see. He's the one who went. (laughs) He went in and he killed. It was a one night. He killed them all except for one Mm -hmm. who managed to hide. Wouldn't have gotten there by myself though. He was the seventh of eight children. Oh damn. Yep. Are they Catholic? Mm, Maybe. I don't don't remember. Whenever I hear that family has a million children, I'm like, what religion are you? Yeah, literally. (laughs) I got to know. What religion are you? Mother married a really abusive alcoholic man. After her first husband, Richard's father, died, they moved to Texas from Chicago. Previous to to this, his mother had, like, really strict religious views, and the fact that she married this horrible man made it really easy for Richard to turn away from those. He was arrested for the first time at 13. Yikes. He'd committed a slew of petty crimes before jumping into rape and murder. He decided to return to his hometown of Mammoth, Illinois, to get a fresh start, but shortly after he found out that his now ex-wife got married two days after their divorce was finalized to someone else, and then he decided to just go into a tailspin and drink heavily, which led to violence. He raped and robbed a 65-year-old named Virgil Harris. Uh, Is that a man? Um, Nope, it's a woman. Uh, It is believed that he also raped and murdered a 32-year-old by punching her so hard in the abdomen that her liver burst, but he skipped town before the was charged as a suspect. 
So he runs away to Chicago, calling on his family for help. So he, like, moves in with a sister for another fresh start. And on July 13, 1966, he broke into a townhouse and murdered eight nurses. He, like, followed one of the girls home, comes in, and then girls just keep coming home. So he loses track of her, and with the work of a sketch artist, they get his picture out, and they have details about him. He has a tattoo that says, Born to Raise Hell. And So did he never see her, and that's why he didn't go looking for her? No, she was tied up. No, yeah, she yeah, was tied she up. She, tied like, up. rolled under the bed. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. he, like, had to leave the room. Because, like I said, more girls kept coming in. Two of them come in there that he sees, they see what he's doing. And they're like, oh, no. They, like, run and hide into a bathroom. He convinces them to come out. Cause he's like, if you don't come out, I'm going to kill these other girls. So he gets them to come out, ties them up, winds up raping one of the women as well. Yeah. Was um, she injured under the bed? No. Well, why didn't he come back for her? He forgot. She was there. He forgot? He lost track of her. He was, like, drunk. He already killed eight women. I I don't think he was keeping track of the number of girls who were coming in. He just assumed that they would all kind of stay put. So they have all this information out about him. I guess he, like, probably sobers up, slides into a depression, and then tries to kill himself. But he's discovered, and they bring him to the hospital. They treat his wounds. One of the doctors notices his tattoo, Mm. calls the cops, and that's how he gets caught. Fun little story of is that Richard Speck found an injured bird that had flown through one of the broken windows and nursed it back to hell. When it was healthy enough to stand, he tied a string around its leg and had it perched on his shoulder. At one point, a guard told him pets weren't allowed. He said, I can't have it, then walked over to a spinning fan and threw the small bird into it. Yeah. Horrified, the guard said, I thought you liked the bird, and Speck just says, I did, but if I can't have it, no one can. In May of 1996... A television anchor, Bill Curtis, received a videotape made in the Statesville Correctional Center in 1988 and was shown publicly in the state legislature, and it had explicit scenes of sex, drug use, and money being passed around the prison. And at the center was Speck, sporting female-like breasts, allegedly grown using smuggled hormone treatment, and boasting, if they only knew how much fun I was having, they'd turn me loose. That's when he said that line that he says in Mindhunter too about the it not being those girls' night. Oh it, yeah, because it, it, it was they pulled it directly from that videotape mm-hmm. of him being in that yeah. and him asking, "Oh, why did you kill all those women? No, it just wasn't their night." Yeah, that's that, the only time. That's because that's what he says on that videotape. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you, Amanda. That was a great one. My person is a Gemini sun sign, so Gemini's can be known to be flirty. Uh, not so much with my person. They can be known to be like a chameleon, which for this person, I'd say like to some degree. They go really hard, but they can be changeable. Mm-hmm. They tend to have a lot of curiosity, and so they usually end up with lots of knowledge. Eh. <laughs> um, this person did not like hardcore fit most of their signs. They can be known to be witty, and they're usually, like, the social icebreaker. I wouldn't personally say that either of those are particularly true of this person. They're mercurial, and it's because it's the planet Mercury, and that's what that's based around. Nice. Well, the more you know. (laughs) They tend to be kind of detached from emotions. I think that's, like, fairly true of this person, although I would say that they're, like, very in tune with their own emotions and then more mm-hmm. so, like, detached from other people. <laughs> They'll try anything once, usually. Yes, 100 million percent. <laughs> they can be duplicitous and cruel gossips. I think that's fairly true of this person. They can be known to overshare. 
it's fairly true they're charming i don't know i don't know if i would say that for this person or not they can be kind of flaky and nervous and like restless like half and half i would say um and they're chatty which i would definitely say that this person's chatty so their mm. moon is aquarius <gasps> logical so head more than heart usually which i wouldn't say is like especially true of this person your emotions are well balanced definitely not true of this person <laughs> <laughs> really isn't anything like his sign and not especially <laughs> excited by new ideas and they kind of move on quickly i think that's accurate they hate rules being put on them and they love a challenge yeah to some degree they really need like open communication which sure i think uh intellect is a turn on for them and they're a fixed moon so their opinions are pretty set not really because i mean this person's gemini sun so mm -hmm. they run every which way all the time they need friends but they feel like outsiders and have trouble connecting with those around them that's a million percent true for this person so they like to they like the idea of being socially connected without actually being there and because in this case it's an air sun um an air sun with aquarius moon they can be really persuasive and great with words which i i guess to some degree and then it's like freedom above all else for them but i'm not so sure that that's very accurate for this person the rising side is scorpio <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> oh no. A rising Scorpio usually looks like someone that like you wouldn't want to push around. The exact opposite is true for this person. Oh no. <laughs> um they command respect. Not, Not really. at all. <laughs> um they seem determined. Uh they're the type of people that you either love or hate. I could see maybe that being true about this person. They're usually like either intimidating or intriguing to you, one or the other. They're a master of strategy and pretty patient. N no. <laughs> not so much. So this person is not particularly like their sign. Mm. So uh, they are like their Gemini in the sense that they go really, really hard for something, but then they can be known to really like change and go in like the exact opposite direction and go just as uh -huh, hard. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, in a general sense, they're really more of a follower, I would say, mm. personally. Time period? This was in the 70s. Okay. All right. So you said that he's not charming, but he is chatty. Yeah, and I mean, some people might find him charming. But that's not, like, it's not like how Ted Bundy, it's like, oh, yeah, charming. It's definitely not, like, charming to the masses. Okay. <laughs> what part of the United States? Northeastern. Mm. Is this David Berkowitz? It is. Wow. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Son of Sam. I was like, a lot of people who die, he's not charming. Uh survivors northeast so many survivors <laughs> more survivors than Tess, i'd say he pled guilty to all of the crimes and like at the time he said that he was being influenced by a demon that was possessing his neighbor's dog mm -hmm. and huh. then he like 16 years later came out and was like Actually, I was part of a satanic cult, and I was not the only person who committed these murders. I committed some of them, but, like, I was there for all of them, but I was not the trigger person for all of them. Which, I personally think that the reason that he probably made up the whole dog thing is because they released a psychological profile um, 
after they got the first letter and it's described the person that was probably doing this as neurotic and probably suffering from paranoid schizophrenia and believed himself to be a victim of demonic possession and so he was like okay i'm gonna run with that <laughs> yeah. he's like that sounds like someone who doesn't go to jail yeah <laughs> yeah and then once he was in jail he for like 10 years continued with his satanic rituals and like would do spells and stuff in his jail cell and he eventually had an inmate who gave him a bible and he eventually was converted to christianity wow yeah i don't know if i believe all the conspiracy about the cult you're not sure if you do yeah no. you think he was a lone gunman yes oh i 100 percent believe the cult stuff personally because mm-hmm. he like in the letter it talks about all this son of sam stuff it there were two separate letters it's clear that like one of them honestly seems like it's written by like multiple people in the one letter like the styles of the way that things mm-hmm. are said and the other letter seems like it's written by a much more intelligent person on their own because mm-hmm. it's like consistent throughout and with the son of sam stuff the dog's name was not sam the oh, person who was owned yeah. the dog's name was sam and he had two sons who were also part of this cult they were all in the cult and dang this cult like wiped out their whole neighborhood well this cult was like all over really and also when you look at the um like police sketches which i know they're not super reliable but like the police sketches for this in particular are so different for like the different shootings and mm-hmm. what people saw and also there are witnesses who were at the crime scene uh one witness in particular who said that it could not possibly have been berkowitz only because like the one that actually got him caught where it was the uh stacy moskowitz shooting where he got the parking ticket and that's eventually what got him caught mm-hmm. well this woman walked by him on the street and like almost bumped into him and mm-hmm. like where they were there's no possible way that he could have gotten to where the shots happened in that time frame and then also like some of the victims who had seen him who had like seen the attacker which most of the victims didn't most of it was like came from behind they were like the car's exploding they're like all of a sudden my knee blew up yeah (laughs) um but the ones who did like described other people like shaggy blonde hair and things like that that just are not berkowitz at all wasn't the weapon he used like super unreliable why would they a cult choose to use this this a 44 caliber handgun i didn't read anything about it being super unreliable just that it wasn't like effective not that it was like not that they weren't effective yeah i mean there was one where they shot shot. these two poor girls on their stoop and like he the guy walked up okay so that's like the one where the girls got like really good view of the person because they had literally asked them for directions and they were like it was not david berkowitz but he walked up and asked them for directions and then shot them like or shot like four times and hit both of them and neither one of them died and i was like you're a terrible shot because you're literally at point blank right some star wars shooting some stormtrooper (laughs) a real hot mess so i don't think it was the weapon i think it was them they probably should have done some shooting practice or something they were not a talented group but mostly i just don't think that he has any reason to lie also because he's not appealing or trying to get out of jail he passes on all his parole hearings like he's not interested in leaving jail at all he thinks that it's the right place for him to be he knows that whether or not he pulled the gun the, the trigger at all of these that he was completely and one million percent involved and that he deserves to be punished oh just like a random fun fact in one of the letters it 
said the phrase like wicker king or something like that and so the police did a private screening of wicker man (laughs) 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 this case was the reason that new york enacted the son of sam laws which make it so that a criminal cannot profit from the publicity of the crimes which were adopted in many other states as well oh my gosh there was this one like um preacher type guy who sent him a letter after he had been arrested and stuff and it said something along the lines of like god still loves you and jesus can save you and he wrote back and said when i get out of here i'm gonna kill you oh my gosh that seems strong it is it is strong i had so many questions after researching all of this that i really wanted to ask him and i was like i could send him a letter I know, but then I was like, I would need a P.O. box. Yeah. (laughs) What am I doing? Giving out my address. To a cult member who's a murderer. But I have so many questions because I don't know if you guys know this, but whenever I'm researching stuff about true crime or most things in general, I'm like, man, people have differing information. I'm like, someone's got to be wrong. Who's Mm -hmm. wrong? Mm -hmm. Who has the wrong information? Yeah, that's pretty much all that I have for David Berkowitz. He was wild. Mm-hmm. Well, is he's still alive? All right, so yeah, so that's our what's your sign murder edition for today. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Scary Movie Clubcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next movie night, and don't forget there are 160 days till Halloween. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. The ghosts are getting her computer. <laughs> Megan, go to sleep. Uh, Gloria Davy, Patricia... Oh, gosh. Uh, are you going to read all eight names? Yeah. Uh, Maduski, uh, Nina Joe Schumail, Pamela Wilken... Wilkenings, and Merletta Gargulo, and... Valentina Passion. And then there was a ninth nurse in the house. Um, she was uh, Filipina. Her name was Cortisone. <laughs> Is her ethnicity relevant to the story? Um, they mentioned it because she was like an exchange student. Um, it's like, you've been sitting for hours! <laughs> <laughs> uh, M. M. Don't bother, because I'm going to cut it. Uh, I can tell you that all these names are going to be cut. Well, you can't Um, say any of them. Hang on, don't shut it off. Yeah, I got to make sure the 160 is right. Because it might not be. No, it is. (laughs) Nailed it.